Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. So here we are in 2016, and surprise, surprise, the 2016 presidential election is still with us. Many of us would have hoped that it had gone away over the holidays. Maybe Santa Claus had taken it with him, but that is not the way it is. So we're facing a long election season. You have decisions to make. You have primaries coming up in your states, most likely. You have uh, lots of information to digest, and let me add to it. In the coming months, you're going to have to decide who you like, what candidate espouses the philosophy that's closest to yours, who's for impolitics, do you like? Whose attitude towards immigration do you like? Etc. 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 And if the fashion magazines have their way, you're also going to make decisions on hairdos, eyeglasses, suits, wives' clothing, all kinds of things. But I want to add something that I think is extremely important. Uh, it's so important to me, in fact, that I've actually written a book about it in part. That's what the book is about. The book's called Ask the Question, Why We Must Demand Religious Clarity from Our Presidential Candidates. And one of the factors we have to consider in considering presidential candidates is what do they know about the religions of the world? Now, this may sound small. It may sound pedantic. It may sound like I'm nitpicking. But we have made, as Americans, horrible decisions and crafted really destructive foreign policies in, in the past because we did not know the religions of the world. And if there's ever been a time when you have to understand religions, their variations, their subdivisions, their influence, their beliefs, their geography, etc., etc., it's now, we, we uh, as Americans, I think for the most part in our history have been fairly well-intentioned, uh, but we've made horrible decisions because we live, have lived somewhat in isolation and have not understood the religions of the world. For example, uh, the war in Vietnam, certainly for most Americans, a war against communism, but we really made a mess because we did not understand the influence of Buddhism in that country, and so we backed a ruling family that was largely Roman Catholic. Catholic. And when Buddhists began to arise against that, what they perceived to be Catholic oppression in South Vietnam, uh, and uh, monks were even setting themselves aflame, the popular will turned against the leaders we were backing, turned against American policies in South Vietnam, and we began to lose influence, as they said at the time, upon hearts and minds. It led to a real disaster. Why? Because we did not understand the religious influences on the ground. Well, the same thing happened, by the way, uh, not long ago when we were planning to go into Iraq. During the Bush administration, the George W. Bush administration, uh, he was planning to go in and take out Saddam, and we were in that ramp-up period that lasted so long. And uh, during that time, some Kurds met with the president in the Oval Office, and they happened to have brought up the difference between Sunni and Shiite. And according to people who were there, the president said, what? I, I thought the Iraqis were Muslims. And when they tried to explain to him the difference between Sunni and Shiite, he said, you, you mean they're not, you know, there's this difference? What, what's that about? Uh, that's a quote. The words I've just said are a quote. Now, if you know me at all, you know I like George W. Bush. I've worked with him. I've written about him. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not hammering him in any way. However, this is what was reported. Now, even if that's not true, even if some enemy of his made this up to make him look stupid, 
what came of it is very, very revealing. After this was reported around that George W. Bush did not know the difference between Sunni and Shiite, when he was preparing to um, go into a country with American military forces where you had to know more about uh, Sunni and Shiite distinctions perhaps than any other country in the world, uh, a, a journalist I like very much whose name is Jeff Stein. Uh, he was the national security editor of the Congressional Quarterly, and he'd written also for the New York Times. And what he did was he decided to see if other leaders in our government be, understood the difference between Sunni and Shiite and other variations or information about Islam. And here's what he said. Most American officials I interviewed didn't have a clue. He said this was still the case in 2003, which would have been after uh, the election. He asked the director of the FBI at the time, I won't even mention his name, if he could distinguish between the two sects. Again, this is essential for contending with Islam around the world. And the man said, not technically, no. The answers proved pretty much the same, Stein reported, uh, for the heads of congressional intelligence committees and senior staffers at the State Department. I want you to understand what I've just said. Uh, Senior leaders in intelligence and foreign policy, including our president, possibly at the time of the first invasion of Iraq, did not understand the distinctions between Sunni and Shiite. This is not a minor point, by the way. And so... One of the things that you've got to evaluate, the reason I share this, the reason I tell this story is not to humiliate anyone, but one of the things you've got to evaluate is who among the candidates running for president, left and right and center, Democrat and Republican, will have a knowledge of the world, a knowledge of world religions, so they can lead. Uh, We have made pretty bad decisions. Even recently, as I record this podcast, you, you, I'm sure you are aware um, that Saudi Arabia, which has an extensive execution program and, and, and uh, engages in capital punishment very freely, um, has since the beginning of the year, by the way, I'm recording this on the 5th of January. So in the last five days, they have executed 47 people. And one of them was a Shia mullah named Nimr al-Nimr. Well, they in executing him, uh, they have triggered a huge international incident. Uh, now Iran, which of course is Shia, ha- largely Shia, has broken off diplomatic ties. There are riots in the streets. The Saudi embassy has been burned in Iran. Uh, the Saudis have kicked the Iranians out of their country. And uh, you may very well have a Sunni Shiite ramp up. Of course, that's been a tension point for years, but you may have a ramp up. Uh, in the coming years. Well, why, how did this get by us? What, what, what we need to know, what most American leaders apparently aren't aware of, is that the, are the Saudis, whom I've heard American uh, diplomats call our moderate friends in the Middle East, are actually rather strident. Um, they are largely Wahhabi, which is an extreme edge kind of religion of Islam, uh, very much literalist about the Quran, um, very much uh, oriented towards uh, capital punishment and execution and maimings and so on. Um, very extreme edge. It's why, it's why the influence of that religion is one of the reasons that most women don't drive uh, in, in Saudi Arabia and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But our, our political leaders, our foreign policy leaders don't know this. So they've actually spoken even to me in meetings um, of the Saudis as being moderate, et cetera. It, it's, it's, it's real confusion. What I'm trying to say is that 
we have to understand the religions at play. We have to understand what's going on. We may be heading into a war in the Middle East, uh, not between uh, Iran, and, I'm sorry, Iraq and Cur- uh, Turkey, or not between uh, Turkish factions and what have you. The Turks, are, I'm sorry, the Kurds are largely unified. Instead, we might be dealing uh, with a war largely fought by proxies of Saudi Arabia and Iran. It would be horrible, and it would be a long religious lines. It's just exactly like the Iraq-Iran war that occurred in the 80s, one of the bloodiest wars in world history, that largely was a war about religion. Again, Iran being Shiite and Iraq being largely Sunni. So you're, you're, you're dealing with tensions, you're dealing with fault lines, you're dealing with religions, religious influences uh, that we, for the most part, have not been very adept in understanding and acting according to. And so the question you have to ask yourself is who among the current candidates uh, will understand these issues. Yes, I understand that a president has staffers and State Department briefings and uh, lots of experts at their beck and call and daily uh, intelligence reports and things of that nature. I understand that. But still, the personal knowledge of a president is essential to policy, as we saw probably in the administration of George W. Bush and as we've seen earlier in history. So ask yourself, who that is running now Who among those candidates, amongst their other virtues that you might be drawn to, who will know the difference between Sunni and Shiite? Uh, Who will know what Wahhabism is? Who will know the other religions that are at play in the world? Uh, Who will know what a nun is, N-O-N-E, in American society? Who will know that a nun can also be an evangelical? Uh, Who will know that a nun is not necessarily someone who doesn't attend church? You think that's important in politics? Absolutely it is, and I cover this in the book. Uh, Who will know the variations on Catholicism? Uh, Who will be able to deal with the Vatican wisely? Religion is rising as a force in the world. It's huge, Um, and we must understand it, and we're making mistakes constantly because religion is not understood. We know that religion is not the strong suit of the American people on the street, so to speak. The surveys show that constantly. One of my favorite surveys uh, has has somebody saying that Joan of Arc was Noah's wife. Uh, and there are other hilarious answers to uh, test questions. Uh, we like to laugh about these things. That's great. I have whole pages about this in the book. But the, the point is, that at the street level, at the sort of university and high school level, at the sort of uh, man on the street level, we don't know much about world religions. Um, And that's got to change, by the way. But certainly at the upper levels, in the leadership of our government, we have to know these distinctions. We have to understand the differences. And a failure to do so has cost lives. It's caused embarrassment. It's caused uh, lost noble causes in the world. And the complexity of that and the need for that is only going to increase in the years to come. Now, uh, some uh, candidates that we have now are like Donald Trump. He says, look, when I need to know something, I'll get some advisors and they'll tell me what I need to know. Okay. That's one approach. Do you agree with it? Um, Others will uh, be men who or women who know the distinctions, um, but don't think they ought to be uh, attended. They don't think that they're important. Well, okay, is that approach you, you agree with? Uh, who will understand these distinctions and be able to deal with them diplomatically, be able to make a distinction? One quick example as I close. Many of the candidates are addressing the issue of Muslim immigration. 
And I certainly understand the concern. I was in Europe during the Paris shootings. I understand uh, that, uh, of course, we don't just want to have an open door policy to any, um, any terrorist who wants to come into the world. However, many of the statements uh, are made as though all Muslims are the same, as though all Muslims are bad, uh, all Muslims are terrorists, all Muslims are the same. Well, there are more than a billion Muslims in the world, and they are highly varied uh, in their approach, in their theologies, in their adherence to Islam. And um, the question is asked, are there, are there moderate Muslims? And the answer is absolutely. Just consider the Kurds uh, for a moment. Consider what I've written and talked about before, uh, Iraqi Kurdistan, uh, where, the, where the, the government department literally has a Christian department, an Azidi department. Um, consider the Kurds, where many of the Kurds are Jews, and, and the foreign policy of Iraqi Kurdistan is very much turned towards trade with Israel. Uh, these are, for the most part, moderates. Yes, there are extremists. Yes, there are honor killings. Yes, there are things that we wish there were, were not. Yes, there are some religious tensions. But to be in the belly of the Middle East and be practicing that kind of moderation with women on the Supreme Court, women walking the streets without burqas and being entrepreneurs and so on, my point is that this varied texture of Islam, and of course, we don't want to exclude knowledge of other religions, is, is something that our leaders will have to know and have to deal with wisely. Who, who is running now, do you think has that knowledge? And I want to say something that I think is even more important. I'll close on this. I know I'm doing nine closings, but this is important stuff, and I keep thinking of new things. When you are in a forum this year, when you are addressing a candidate, when they come to your place of work, stand outside your factory, um, if you're in one of the televised forums, uh, please remember the title of my book for this reason only. The title of my book is Ask the Question. And that's what I'm going to be urging a lot this year. Ask the question. If let's say George W. Bush or Governor Huckabee is in an open forum and you're there, Stand up and without being rude, say, sir, do you know the difference between Sunni and Shiite? And can you tell us now? Do you know what the word evangelical means? Be kind. Say that you think knowledge of religion is important and then ask some questions. The answers might be embarrassing, but we need to find out what they know. Who knows about religion? Who understands the distinctions in the world? Who understands the religious layout of the globe on which they have to act? This is important, it's critical, and we need in this coming year to ask the question so we get the right man or woman in office in November of this year. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and The Miracle of the Kurds. His new book is Ask the Question, Why We Must Demand Religious Clarity from Our Presidential Candidates, available on Amazon. Learn more about Stephen at stephenmansfield.tv. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is directed by Isaac Darnold, who also wrote, produced, and performed the podcast theme song. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production.